Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. This is Radio Free Brooklyn. And this is Young Persons Radio! I don't usually wake up this early. Okay. Caller, what is so important? <laughs> I guess it's a show where you talk to people who are hit by lightning. Hey, Colby. It's Tim Keck. What's up, bitch? This is Mary Coolahan. Colby, Colby, it's Jason Trackerberg with a very quick phone call. It's me, Gene Crackhead George. It's Monica. Yay. Yay. Can I tell you a pigeon story? He's raising baby pigeons in a pasta colander. Pigeon, is that you? There's enough evidence on here to lock her away for a long time. Oh, I guess this is a maniac show for birds. Stupid, it's childish, and I would never do that to you. Lower East Simon. What kind of art were you doing at the karate school? The art of the empty hands. I take care of feral cats. There's a meatball. It's in the house. (laughs) Caller, it lift me out of this slump. Caller! I'm not a fan of the show. I've never heard of it before. Are you about to number one yet? I'm feeling real cool. Get me named a living landmark for New York. I gotta shoot on Rob Shapiro real quick. He's a hat. His fans are morons. I'm a big fan of your radio show, but off the air, you're, you're kind of a terrible person. You just sound like a bunch of dorks. I truly really can't tell if everyone's making fun of us. Is this what this feels this like is, every week? Yeah. Come in. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, it's Colby. You have a nasty habit of surviving. You know what they say about the fittest? Welcome to another edition of Young Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn until 11 a.m. on this kind of okay-looking Sunday morning. <laughs> There's a lot of ice, a lot of ice out there. Tripped a bunch of times on the way to the studio this morning. But here we are, and we're ready to do the show. We are followed at 11 a.m. by points of order. We filled in for them two weeks in a row, and they will be back this week. Uh, with a much more uh, uh, qualified sports talk than I was able to give <laughs> for them for the past two weeks. Uh, so be sure to stick around and hear their return at 11. Then at noon, we're followed by a show I think is called The Brooklyn Conversation, uh, but the studio <laughs> schedule hasn't been updated yet, so I don't know. But that one's a really good show, too. And then at 1 p.m., of course, we have Objection to the Rule, which is Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit. Uh, and we have talk shows until 11 p.m., some live, some pre-recorded. Uh, so stick around all afternoon, all evening, all morning on Radio Free Brooklyn. And if you like what you are hearing on my show or any other show and want to learn how you can get involved and support the station however you can, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. That's RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. And if you want to sponsor this show in particular, you can go to RFB.NYC slash YPR. 
and click the link at the bottom of the page that says sponsor this show. That's rfb.nyc slash YPR. We are so glad, so glad everybody is here today to enjoy the show with us because my guest is no stranger to loyal listeners of this program. She's a comedian and podcaster extraordinaire who has appeared on almost every single Movies by the Minute podcast there is, including one that she co-hosted. That's the Fifth Element, which wrapped up its minute-by-minute breakdown of the Fifth Element in October of last year. She's also one of the hosts of uh, Unlimited Lives on the Cave Comedy Radio Network. And she's also just the best. Please welcome Crystal Beth. Oh, thank you for having Back me. Back to the program. How are you, Crystal? I'm good. It's very, very nice to see you. Oh, it's great to see you. And I'm sure all the listeners are saying it's nice to hear your voice. Oh, I'm sure they're <laughs> saying that. Yes. So, Fifth Element, it just uh, wrapped up a couple months ago. It did. This was, what, 126 episodes or yes. something like that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 127 if you count <gasps> the intro. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. How, how was that to do? It was good. It was a difficult process because we released three times a week. So oh it was a lot of editing. And a lot, I mean, that's and that's less than what most movies by minutes do. They usually do yeah. five times a week. Oh, really? Oh, wow. And okay. I was like, no. Yeah. Because I had another podcast and doing comedy and stuff. Yeah. It's not I, It's not feasible for it's me to be able to release. Suck. Yeah. Right. And I was still testing like, yeah, other right. people's. So it was, I actually did the math and I was podcasting on my stuff or doing production or post-production on my stuff uh-huh. and helping with other people's around 15 hours a week. Oh my God. Which is yeah. a part-time job. Yeah. And all of which is pro bono, right? right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's why I was like, oh, that's why I haven't seen any of my friends recently yes. and why I'm more friendly with people that I've never met before. <laughs> yes. I'm too busy uh, just hearing their voice say the same thing over and over again yeah. in audacity. <laughs> we actually had a, uh, in August of last year, we had a meetup mm. of all the movies by minutes where people could meet oh, in cool. Chicago. Yeah. And it was super fun. Mm-hmm. And it was so weird seeing people's faces move with their voices. Oh, yeah. There were two people in particular that I had to turn away from looking at them when they spoke because my brain wouldn't physically put their face with their voice. Yeah. Even though I knew what they look like from Facebook, <laughs> the way they spoke, the way they moved their mouth, I was like, ah, uh, no. Yeah. It was crazy weird. For sure. I mean, I still have that with like uh, like people you hear on the radio, like growing up too. Like uh, uh, my dad was a big NPR guy. So it was like you'd hear Steve Inskeep, right, who does yeah. Morning Edition. <laughs> and he start towards the end of Obama's presidency, they started doing like semi-regular uh, filmed interviews with Obama that would be like 45 minutes or so. And then they would put him up on NPR's YouTube. And Steve Inskeep was the guy interviewing. And I, you hear his voice and you're just like, oh, this guy is like a moppy-haired, like, sweater-wearing, tweed, like, glasses, professorial type. <laughs> and he's like a stocky, like, broad-shouldered, short hair, like, jock-looking guy, just with the, like, smoothest silver fox voice. It's so interesting. It's, it's so insane. Uh, voices are a very, they're, it's so, it's such a, different thing Mm -hmm. i don't even know how to describe it it's just everyone's got a different one and sometimes when i'm recording with people i've never met before their voices they're they sound super similar at the beginning and then by the end they've just kind of molded into these completely different sounding people and it's yeah podcasts are weird this is weird they're very they're very strange i wonder if i can find uh there's a clip of uh terry gross 
on uh, a fresh air fame. Uh-huh. Uh, going on Charlie Rose in like the 90s, which I guess is like, I, I still like 10 years into her shows. I want to see if I can find the thing, but he talks about like, I'm just going to bring it up here. Hold on one second. Number of your voice. Always think I'm tall. And, they always and think I, I'm tall. I had a colleague from the West Coast send me a classified ad from a San Francisco newspaper. You know, one of these looking for love kind of oh, ads. Yeah. And the ad said, my ideal combines Margaret Menendez, Julia Pinoche, the absolutely <laughs> yes, gorgeous actress, right. and Terry Gross. <laughs> ages 27 to 33, must yeah. be stylish, yeah. fetching, and funny, nice eyebrows a plus. And so here I am, I, I'm kind of like defining this person's yeah. ideal, yet I fulfilled none of their requirements. I'm older than 27 to 33. I'm no, like, Julia Binoche kind of person. Stylish, fetching, you know, not... Yeah, but you know what it is? They hear your brain. That's what they hear. And they hear your passion. They hear your brain? curiosity. And most people that I know in looking for a partner, is looking for, looking for a lover, they are looking for someone that they feel has some sense of Jordanier, who loves life, who has a curious mind, who is exploratory in their nature. Right. And all of that is part of, A, I assume you, or otherwise you wouldn't be as good as you are, and it's part of, of uh, what they hear from you, and they hear your brain. She is looking at him like he is and that's insane. What it is. <laughs> don't you think? I mean, that's what it is. I, I, you don't know. It's strange. It's yeah, but you know, I've heard that, yeah, go ahead. Are you? <laughs> it's so insane. Charlie was... Rose explaining to Terry Gross to her face what makes her sexy. <laughs> so interesting. I just <laughs> don't. No. <laughs> don't. No, no. Just be like, wow, that's weird. That's what all she wanted there. Yeah, exactly. Wow, Jerry, Terry, what a, a charming anecdote. And he's like, no, no, no. Let me tell you. And she's yeah. like, I, I understand. I get why they yeah. think that I might be this tall, specifically gorgeous yeah. brunette. But you don't need to tell me that they like me for my brain and not my looks. Because <laughs> you're kind of just so kind of calling me ugly. Yep. That's exactly what he's Shut doing. Shut your mouth. Yeah. Oh, and of God. course, uh, uh, Charlie Rose, disgraced journalist now. But yep. we don't have to get into all that. No, not This today. is a fun family show. Yeah. <laughs> now, you uh, talk about the, the fifth element. Do you watch your like favorite movies and TV shows over and over again? Are you like, uh, or, like lately I've been watching House on oh, Amazon yeah. Prime. Well, watching one episode of House and then watching another episode of House is like watching the same episode of House. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> I, I'm still just doing it. Because <laughs> every time I'm like, what? Every, I know. It gets me every time. Yeah. I know they're going to think they get it. And I know he's going to call them stupid in the last five minutes. He's going to be like in the bathtub it. or something and be like, <laughs> yeah. of course, water. Yeah. And then get up and know everything. But at the time, I'm like, of course it was water. Of course <laughs> it, there was water in his liver. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm watching this uh, this thing I've been watching. I'm watching the first season, so I've been watching it for 14 years because <laughs> it came out in 2004. Jesus. Still haven't seen The Wire. I got the first, I did the first season of The Wire. Okay. And I didn't watch the second season, mm-hmm. which I guess I remember watch, ending it and ending the first season to be like, wow, I have to watch the second season. And I have no desire to watch yeah. it now. I yeah. don't know why. I think it's, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad. It was good. Sure. But I don't, I have yeah. no desire. It's like the, I started the fourth season of Lost as well. I didn't finish that because mm. I didn't have TV growing up really. So like not even basic cable. Yeah. Yeah. And I missed out on a lot of stuff. And then all of a sudden I realized I didn't want TV. I didn't yeah. need it. So I didn't watch stuff. And I was like, well, I should catch up with this because like comedy. Right. I should know what people are talking about. I was like, that's funnier me not knowing what they're talking about. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of that thing of like, 
is it is, is it isolation or like a, a, a feeling of being utterly plugged in that creates art right because <laughs> you know? it seems to be both at the same time yeah like I, one of my friends brett white is the biggest television and comic book nerd yeah he's seen every tv show he can tell you the arc of every character where they went to high school everything mm-hmm. and it's it makes everything he does so rich right because he has this world like he's got eighteen thousand universes in his yes. head that he can keep track of and it it's i see that and i'm like i want to be interesting like that yeah, I know. And I'm not. And I'm interesting. And I like, does people wonder how much I do know about something? <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, though, because like sometimes they'll be like, man, I should like really check out this new show everyone's talking about. And then I'll be like, that's so much work. There's so much of that <laughs> like, it's literally you not. Put, you literally no sit work there. at all. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's daunting. though. Like I just caught up with Star Wars Rebels, which if okay. you're going to watch anything. Yeah, it is. One of the episodes made me cry. Oh wow! Okay, I was Star Wars always makes you cry though. So yeah, sure. It's sure. not saying much, but the, the prequels never made me cry. No, but Star Wars Rebels—they bring in old music and old ideas for planets, and the characters are so rich. And mm-hmm. it's right when the rebellion's starting because it's right between uh, Revenge of the Sith and I guess Rogue One now. Yeah, and it's just the characters are so good. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, maybe that'll be the thing. The and new it is thing a lot of work. Out. Each, yeah. ep- each one is 20 episodes. There's four seasons total. It's just wrapping up in February. So, yeah. oh, oh, my God, it's it's starting this week. I just realized. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for this week for so long. <laughs> so this it's, just, it's starting back up again mid-February. Yeah. Right now. Great. And uh, it's four seasons, about 20 episodes, 10 episodes in the first season. And it's mm-hmm. so good. And they're only 20 minutes, 22 yeah. minutes. <laughs> I stream it illegally, illegally on kisscartoon.com. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll check that out. <laughs> Kiss Cartoon. Yeah. Go with that one. Go do that one. Uh-huh. Is, it's not like it's not available in any of the. Oh, I'm sure it's available oh, somewhere sure. you pay <laughs> it for it. It doesn't matter. But I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. No. Sorry, everyone that used to make money off stuff. Mm-hmm. Crystal's not a subscriber. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Are know. you like, were you a big uh, like Star Wars expanded universe uh, uh, person before? Uh, all this came out because there was like, you know, in the 90s, there was like all these books and comic books and everything. And Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. I was obsessed with the main universe. Yeah. And the extent, the expanded universe was almost too much for my right. brain to wrap around. And everyone would be like, oh, man, you got to read Thrawn. You got to read all this, like yeah, I know. all this stuff. And I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. And I would try. And I was like, these my characters that I like aren't in this. Why would I? Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, I remember reading about all that stuff, like on StarWars.com and stuff, when I was like ten years old, yes. and then just being like, "Well, I know what happens now." Yeah, you know, because <laughs> like they would have the website would have this like big like character database where you could like read about everybody. It's like after Episode Six, Luke Skywalker starts a new a new Jedi <laughs> Order and like trains all of uh, Han and Leia's kids, and then the, the Yuuzhang Vong show up, and then yeah. <laughs> they're not uh, susceptible to Force, but I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is great. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's exactly how I did it, too. But then, Force.net and yes, StarWars.com. Yes, yeah. And I got all the information. I never read into it, so I know about it, mm-hmm. but uh, there was a little tiny, little tiny piece of me that was like, <laughs> when Disney was like, none of that's canon anymore. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I didn't need to bother with it at all. Look at that. 
I came out on top anyway. Yes. Um, uh, our number, 904-351-0729. If you want to call in, that's 904-351-0729. If you want to uh, call in and, and just follow up on any thread we've touched on uh, this morning so far or introduce something new, whatever. Now, we're talking Star Wars. Sure. Solo trailer came out a uh, week or so ago. Two weeks, I guess. So yes. Super Bowl. Uh, how are we feeling? That trailer should be called Lando. <laughs> yeah. And they should have made a Lando movie first. Yeah. Han Solo is, number one, Harrison Ford is still very much alive. Mm-hmm. Number two, Han Solo is one of the top favorite characters of yeah. Star Wars, as is the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Which is the part I'm looking forward to the most, yeah. is seeing the Millennium Falcon. That's my favorite character coming into this movie. It's too soon for Harrison, I mean, a Han Solo. Well, see, because that's just, that's who it is. Yeah. Han Solo is Harrison Ford. Yeah. And we need a, like a, uh, at least a, half a, a generation yeah. between the two. Yeah. And Alden Einrich, 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 Ein, whatever. No. He doesn't look like him. No, I, I feel like too he, cocky. Yeah, he's got this kind of thankless job because I feel like no one is ready to accept another actor as 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 Han Solo. But I mean, maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe I don't think you're wrong. See, I think that too. Yeah, I don't know. I love Amelia Clark. I will definitely see this movie because I love Amelia Clark. Oh, I'll definitely see this movie. Uh, Star Wars. But it's like, at a certain point. The, the saturation of it just kind of takes... I was describing this last week of like, I don't eat at my favorite restaurant every week. Right. You know? You save it. Yeah. Where it's like... Like, part of what was so exciting about The Force Awakens coming out is like, you get to see another Star Wars movie in the theater. And now it's like, we're getting, we're getting like one or two a year now. Every year. And I don't... It's, look, it's fun, sure. But it's like, I, I gotta find other stuff to like love in a more personal way uh-huh. because it's too big. It's too big. It's too big. Uh, when my work, my bartending job gets pineapples delivered, uh-huh. Star Wars is on those pineapples. <laughs> Am I allowed to swear? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Internet radio, dude. Star Wars is on those fucking pineapples. <laughs> and it makes me it makes me so mad because Star Wars was my thing that I yeah. didn't share with a lot of people. Yeah, sure. Because not a lot of people liked it. I grew up being ostracized mm. for how much I liked Star yeah. Wars. Even the Star Wars nerds didn't want to hang out with me because I knew more than them. <laughs> like, it was... It, like, I would... Because we would do little competitions. Right. And when I would say something that was right and they told me it was wrong, I would bring in my Star Wars encyclopedia the next day and be like, I was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, now the Star Wars boys don't even want to hang out with me. Right. But I'm right. So that's what Yeah, happened. but that's what's important. And that's how the know-it-all of me was born. Right, right. Uh, but... It's so, it's everywhere. And I have a Star Wars tattoo. Mm-hmm. It's very vague. It says, uh, never tell me the odds with, in Arabesh. Oh, cool. Yeah. When people ask what it is now, and I hate that this happens, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, what is that? I was like, oh, it's a, it's a Star Wars tattoo. It's Arabesh. Yeah. But I got it before. I know. I, I was like, I got it five years ago before we knew Star Wars was going to take over the world. So yeah. I have to justify mm-hmm. my Star Wars tattoo because I don't want people to think I'm Literally everyone right. else. And it's like you got it was the world was different when you got it. You know what I mean? Uh yeah. It was. It was a it was really a different place. This yeah. it's like how I'm judging life now mm-hmm. is before Disney, it's B D and A D. Right. <laughs> so 
my before Disney life was very different. Yeah. And now I'm just like a little more angry. Yeah. And it could be because I'm also growing up an adult. I'm yeah, an sure. adult in New York City. But totally. I definitely think I've gotten more angry as I've getting gotten older. Yeah. Like I, maybe I'm just like more in touch with it or like I can uh, like access it more readily. I don't know what it is, but I'm definitely just like way more pissed off walking around yeah. than I ever was before. Like why would you stop in front of me like that? Yeah. Like, even if they have to like pick something up off the ground. Yeah. Like should have dropped it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now do you talk about like uh like other people loving the thing that you love? Do you have this thing at concerts where like you go, you see all the people who are there and you're just like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like you like all the all these drips like the thing I like. You know what I mean? You don't like it as much as I do. Exactly. I definitely have that. Where I'm just like so I had no idea funny. there were so many other uh other fans of this uh here tonight. You, you size them up. <laughs> yeah, You're exactly. like anyone that was really a fan of this wouldn't wear those pants. <laughs> those are not pants that would like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or like people I went that to wear see, like uh, the shirt and the hat to yeah. the band, and you're like, "Oh, you're extra faking it." Oh yeah, you're faking it. Twice. I know, I know. Like I went to see, I went to see John Mulaney last night uh-huh. at Hero. Hero, love him so much. He's doing a bunch of nights at Radio City Music Hall. And I go there, and they're like walking in. I'm just like, these people behind me are just like so obnoxious, and they're just like doing his bits at each other. <sighs> you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, guys, this is so lame what you're doing yeah just like speaking loudly about this guy who we're all here to see uh it just i don't know it, they needed to prove that they are the most loyal fans because yeah. they're looking at you like you're a drip because you're yeah. not quoting it yeah exactly and you're like meanwhile need I'm to cool. quote it because it's in me that's right yeah you don't understand this show crystal beth i swear to god was he was so good it was like the, the best hour i've ever seen him do up until he really made you want him to come on because he comes out and the opener I don't want to say who it was. The opener is so boring. The oh, opener no. is just like the most boring, like bland white dude comedian oh. just being like, I'm in my 30s now. I'm old. Oh, like God. stuff like that. He's like, I can't drink like I used to. This <laughs> oh. is act. And then the opener goes, we have another special guest for you today. Please welcome film score composer John Bryan. So this guy, John Bryan, who apparently did the score for like Magnolia and like all these other. Oh, God. Like, produced I, like, I don't even Apple. know who that is. I had no idea who it was either. They had to like explain to everybody who is there. So apparently Radio City Music Hall has this like uh, this like old organ, like this gigantic organ that was supposed it was originally installed to score silent movies live. That That's were cool. Play, which is a cool thing. This guy comes out for 20 minutes. Right. He's just on. He's just like off, off the side of the stage at this organ. He improvises a little oh, tune no. for 15 of those minutes. Oh, no. And then sings a cover. not a singer. Huh? Sings a cover alone on the organ of Strawberry Fields Forever. Okay, so this was in between the warm-up this comic in and the actual and John set? Mulaney coming on stage. Did he do that on purpose? Was this like an extra funny thing that only people that like, really are that re- that aren't drips would think it's yeah. hilarious yeah. that John Mulaney did. Well, it's also like, it's part of what, and it further alienating me from the audience at the show was like, the guy would, would like make these like really like awful jokes. He'd be like, I'm just going to like improvise for a little while because like, why the fuck not? And he would like say fuck and then people would be like, oh, this guy's funny too. 
Oh, God. Uh, it was sick. And then I was like, Darmalee's coming on stage. And I'm like, well, I'm ready to laugh. <laughs> I was just so mad that I had to sit through 20 minutes of this guy. <laughs> well, I'm ready to leap. Yep, I'm ready for this now. Oh, man. Make me laugh. I dare you. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, it's like New York is this hub of culture. Oh, my right? God. But the process of consuming it is so, they make it so terrible. You have to just like deal with all these other people. And like the spaces themselves are like hard to get to. And oh my God. Do you think that, yeah, getting into Radio City Music Hall is ridiculous? Yeah. I used to work at the restaurant connected to it. Oh, really? So it was hard getting into my restaurant because people were trying to get into, especially around the Rockettes. Yes. Christmas Spectacular fucking slit my wrists. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's what made me angry. Yeah. I can't stand Christmas trees now. Because of the Rockettes? Working working Mm. in Rock Center with that big tree. Yeah. With all the mindless idiots just going and staring at it. I can't. I cannot enjoy Christmas. I see a Christmas tree and I I flick it. Yeah. See, this is the same I thing. I want to punch it, but it would hurt me. The same. Do, do you do you liked Christmas before this job? It was right? Christmas was fine. Right. Christmas was something where I was like, yes, express your joy, and I'm like, get your joy away from me. Yeah. Don't eat at your favorite restaurant every week. Yeah. This is going to be the new motto for the show. Yeah. Don't eat your restaurant. Every- <laughs> I had to eat at. Everyone's favorite restaurant every day <laughs> walking through that shit ass part of yes. town. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really bad. Really but I bad. do like Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> 904-351-0729. Let's get some calls coming in. That's 904-351-0729. I really Call. don't like that tree. Yeah. <laughs> try, really try not in to your head now. Oh, yeah. God. It would make me be at work from 10 to 11 mm-hmm. at night, 10 a.m. to 11 at night because people would come in and demand and everyone is on vacation that goes into right. Rock Center. So everyone feels real special. Yeah. And they're not. Yeah. They're not special. They don't know. They're just a crayon in a box. They are a crayon in a box. And like they are a black crayon in a box of black <laughs> crayons. They are literally nothing. And I, there was one day, I was actually just talking about this the other day. I had a table that would not get up. They were there for two hours. Okay. And you can't do that at no. Christmas time because we need turn and burn. Like we have a wait for 45 minutes and get up. Yeah. I had my manager come over because my manager, that's at that point, they need to be like, hey, you had an out time. You had to be out in an hour. We need to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. And the woman looks at me and goes, we have spent $250 here. We do not have to get up. And I looked at her and I couldn't even help it. I yeah. tried to be good. And I was like, ha ha. $1,100, $1,200. That table right there is at $2,500. Yeah. How much money are you spending here? It was like, I don't care. If this Damn, is your... Crystal. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you are killing me right now. Yeah. Because I was like, these t- other tables, they have like $800 bottles of wine on them. Mm-hmm. And this woman got like two rounds of cocktails and steaks for right. the family. Right. I was like, I know this is a big deal for you, but this restaurant <laughs> requires money. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, help me out here. Yeah, please. As do I. We have a caller on the line, Crystal. Caller, welcome to the program. You're on with me and Crystal Beth. Hey, Colby. There he is. How's it going? There's Tim Keck. (laughs) Loyal caller. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. You know what? I have seen the Rockefeller Christmas tree, and it was a nightmare. It was a disaster. I saw it once because I was passing, like, I happened to be in the area because I used to work around there. was like, oh, I'll swing by the Christmas tree. That'll be fun. Mm. Just shoulder to shoulder with a bunch of other fucking losers <laughs> trying to see this thing. And 
We all know what it is. It's a tree with lights on it. Yeah. Yep. It's a little bigger than usual. There's no surprise here. Nothing's See, happening. Nobody's lighting it up. It's just there. It that is the thing. object that we all have to look at for a minute. That is the thing that is most frustrating is that these crowds ruin stuff that might otherwise be cool. Like, I remember the first time I went to the Museum of Modern Art as a young man and just being like, they've got the Starry Night here. And then you go and you're just being, like, shuffled constantly by people with these big cameras. Uh, and I'm just like, well, this is t- – I want to leave immediately. Yep. You open the phone. You put the Googles on the phone. Yeah. You look at the picture. Yeah. And it's literally the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like but I guarantee – that's and, uh, actually not true. The picture that you take is going to be worse than yeah. what is already. It's good to see it. <laughs> sure. Because you get to see those paint stripes. Right. But yeah. potentially, potentially you stand in front of this piece of art and you're moved on some level. You know, they, like yes. real art. You can, can like really take it in. You. But the odds of getting that while someone's shoving by you with their iPhone to take a selfie in front of it <laughs> are, are small. <laughs> That's it's true. very true. That's true. It is hard to take in. To, like, try and have some emotional experience with a piece of art and then be nudged by someone oh with, a, with a piece of technology. I just went to the Michelangelo exhibit on the last day because it was closing uh-huh. at the Met. Yeah. And I have never walked through an exhibit so quick in my entire life. There were so many, oh, there were so many assholes. Yeah. I couldn't, they didn't understand the flow right. where you don't ever back up. Yeah. You move side to side. Yeah. Because there are people behind you. And I, oh, I stood solid and I stood my ground and I did not let them back up and get where they wanted to go. And I would breathe through my nose at them. So it felt like I was a big bull that was ready to charge. And I said, you move left or right, left or right. I have, I have, I have a friend who's also have, like leaving New York uh, soon. And he's just like this, these next couple months, I'm telling people on the subway what to do. <laughs> <laughs> what I really think. Sorry, Tim, go on. Oh, I was I was thinking like that. That's such a New York thing. Is like if you you can't just stop moving, you can never no. just stop. You have to be constantly going with the flow of traffic. Yes. I have I was saying I have so much respect for the dudes who like go into the, these museums and then sit there and are like, I'm going to sketch this art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just sit there for hours and just yeah. look at a statue or a thing, and they're like, I'm going to draw this. If I was there for five minutes the whole time, I'd be thinking. Can you please move? Please get yeah. out of my way. Yeah. You see me sitting here. I'm yeah. catching this thing. Oh, no. Why are you Why are you getting in front of me? I'm, I'm trying to get this thing. He's the most stressful, manic thing in the entire it's world. Can so you see my pad? Can like, you see my paper? Yeah. <laughs> but you keep going to these museums. You're just trying to, like, or at least me. I'm like, all right, look, let's get, like, into, like, a nice, like, a quieter, like, meditative kind of state. Really, like, take all this stuff in. And then, like, families are shouting at each other. And it's like, what's worse is these, like, art people who are then loudly explaining every, like, painting to whoever they're with. With their hand in a yes. weird way of pointing that no one ever fucking does. <laughs> the way they, like, cup their hand around like they've got a tiny apple in it. And they gesture at the painting grandly. And I'm like, can you yeah. just point like a normal fucking person? Yeah. Oh, my God. I hate museums. I love <laughs> museums. I know. I know. The people in them kill me. Oh, God. Go it's to like- Japan. Go to museums in Japan. Oh, really? They are, the people in them are so respectful and quiet and they do everything right. Uh-huh. It's insane. Oh, man. That sounds oh. really nice. I love it. Yeah. And there aren't kids climbing on the art. God. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a dreamland you're describing. Yeah. Oh, you get to take in yeah. history and 
don't take any assholes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so nice. And then I'm, I'm like, am I it the asshole? It all sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It just makes all me in so theory, mad. these things sound good. It's like, it's like uh, I, I feel like I have so many uh, family in other places or friends in other places where they're like, hey, it's New Year's Eve. You're going to go watch the ball drop? And it's like, do you understand what a goddamn nightmare that would be? Yeah, I know. It would be I, a disaster. Yeah. And I love all day camping it. out. Yeah, exactly. You got to pee in a bag? Yeah. You can't leave to go to the bathroom? No. <laughs> you can't drink. Oh. Could you imagine? You and can, also, like, like, you can. Also, like, we live in New York. Occasionally, not all the time, but occasionally you have to be in Times Square for things. Yes. You 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 can see the ball all year, <laughs> and it's tiny. It is tiny. It's very small. It's just lit up behind this this sign that says 2018 right now, and it's just like you have to squint to see it. You do from across Times Square. Like I'm just here for the TKTS booth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We could pick another night and just uh, go to Times Square. Get some big old flashlights, shine them on the ball, <laughs> count down to ten, and then just get out of there. It'd be good <laughs> for the rest of the year. It would be a much better experience to organize night. that. That would be fun, actually. Oh boy! And the other thing about New Year's Eve, can I give I, my? Uh, go, sorry, go ahead, Tim. Go ahead, Tim. Oh, can I give my solo take? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I am so not interested. Oh <laughs> no! I love, I love Star Wars. Yeah, I love Star Wars. Han Solo is uh, is Harrison Ford. He just is. That's who it mm-hmm. is. Yep. There's no. I don't want to see a another actor portraying a young here. I don't care. No. I, just, I have zero interest in this. I love Star Wars. I think it'll be cool. You said you love the Millennium Falcon. I love the Millennium Falcon. The Millennium Falcon is now just in the other movies. So I've got the Millennium Falcon. Yep. Are there going to be any Jedi's they're hanging out with? Am I going to see a lightsaber fight? Am I going to see probably any not? I mean. Nothing. I think this is going to be a very boring movie that is an ending that we already know. Yep. And uh, it's a bummer. I think they should be doing they should be doing what Marvel did with like Guardians of the Galaxy and just pick maybe like one character and then just do like a whole a thing that we have never seen before. Yeah. yeah. Like call uh, it Lando. Uh, Lando is like at least in 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 the movie so little that he could totally have a whole life that we don't understand. Yeah. At all, yeah. Potentially. And Donald Glover is clearly like the coolest dude in the world and can yeah. totally pull it off. Well, oh, why yeah. not just start a whole new, different Star Wars story and just be like, yeah. here's a dude who grew up at this, and this is what happened during this time. Why not? Why not I show know. another Jedi and then have them, like, struggling through stuff and then show up in a later movie and be like, yo, I'm trying to train with Luke Skywalker? Like, why can't that be a thing? Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to have that soon. Oh, really? Yeah. The new Ryan Johnson, he's doing oh, the three right. movies that take place in a different part of the universe. So they are doing it, but what they should... That I can... I want to hug cool. you right now because of how you just are saying all my thoughts and emotions where I just, I think <laughs> that they, Han was too soon, mm-hmm. too soon. I would have watched a Lando or a wedge. I would watch a wedge. Yo, a wedge a movie second. would be really cool. That would be very cool. Let's and write the wedge movie together. Yeah. I think it would be awesome. I'm oh, man. so, and he's there through everything. He's one of their top pilots. Like, yeah. I would watch that. Lando, I would watch that. I don't. I don't want to see the betting that they do to get the Millennium Falcon. I don't want to see that scene. No. I don't know why, but I, it's it's going to be like when I found out what the Clone Wars were for the first time. Right. Be like I don't want to know that they were playing that chess game. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> is, is there a good prequel? Has there ever been like a good 
hey, here's the thing you liked. By the way, here's what happened before it. Like, has yeah. that ever been interesting to anybody? Uh, I don't young, know. I, don't, I can't think of a single one. The young Indiana Jones TV show was okay. Oh, interesting. Okay, I never saw that. That's the one with, is that the one with River Phoenix? He was young Indiana in the, in, uh, in, uh, in Last, Last Crusade. Crusade. But didn't he also do a show where it was like the Indiana Jones Chronicles or something? I'm going to look the, this up. Oh, the Chronicles of Young Indiana Jones. River Phoenix. Okay, so that's a genre shift. I mean, that's a TV show. So then yeah. you got like Smallville and you got like Gotham's and all those things that are right. like right. still on TV. Is Godfather 2 but before Godfather 1? No, like, no, it, well, sort of. It has the, uh, no. I guess kind of, because it has, it's, you've got the, the Al Pacino storyline, but also there's Robert De Niro as young Marlon Brando. Yeah. Like in the coming over from Sicily. I've never seen the Godfather movies. That's the one thing that's really just weird, because I've mm. seen so many movies. Yeah. Uh, so I, I actually don't know. <laughs> I'm not about to be like, you haven't seen what? What? That's how, yeah. <laughs> I think people expect me to act like that more when I say, yeah. say I haven't, when I, when they say to me they haven't seen something, I'm like, okay. It's just the lamest possible yeah. reaction. My favorite is like every time you tell someone you haven't seen, like I haven't seen Jaws is the uh -huh. big one I haven't seen. And then I, every so often I'll get this, oh, yeah. That I noise. go, oh, really? You gotta. <laughs> you gotta. You're like, I know I said, I know. <laughs> yeah, but no, I don't think I can, I can't think of any, a prequel. Is there a Star Trek creep? Creeple? Prequel? That's good. I don't think so. I mean, Star Trek Enterprise uh, was like the prequel series, I guess. Uh, but it's not, uh, it's not good. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's as bad as people say. But I think we can just say that there is not really great prequels. Yeah. Uh, Rogue One was prequel to. Yeah, uh, sure. That was that was pretty damn good. Sure. I'm looking up right now a list of list. It of was a prequel, prequel with none movies. of the original characters. Yeah. Well. Oh. Oh. It was okay. a, oh. Yeah, but it was still a. It was like a different thing. Yeah. So. I get, yeah, I mean, you're right that it, it chronologically took place earlier. Yeah. I'm just trying to but it dig. Nothing in common. Oh, oh, yeah. Really. I mean, yeah. I think the fact that we're having so much trouble thinking of an example uh, should be the answer to the question. Yeah. You know, if you've got, look, if you've got a, a one that you're just like <laughs> screaming at your radio right now, you can call 904-351-0729. That's 904-351-0729. But uh, uh, otherwise, uh, you know, I, I can't think yeah, of anything. Yeah, I think it's true. It's It's hard. And they don't even show well, it. Give it up the number doesn't. again is my two to yeah. leave. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Tim. Thanks for calling. Bye, Tim. Tim out. So uh, funny. He's the best. The best. Now we can adjust the levels back a little bit. There we go. I now like his back. energy. He always has energy, whether he's excited, mad, or happy, mad, I know. or happy, excited, or <laughs> he's just excited. That's great. So look, we're, let's let's do a little Trek talk now, Crystal. Beth. Yes. Because uh, you know, last time you were on, we didn't get to do a lot of that either, and I want to I want to force it in right now. Good. I want to get some Trek talk in. I feel as though at this moment, because of the saturation of Star Wars that we're talking about, it is somehow slightly more dignified to be a, a to be a Trek fan. I hate that I agree. With you. I hate <laughs> that I agree with you. I don't want to think about it. I just because. It's just, I know it's it's a kind of a reactionary position to take, uh, yeah. but I don't know. It's how I feel. I won't do it. Yeah. You yeah. know how much I'd have to catch up on? That's too much work. <laughs> have you seen the movies? <laughs> the, all the, the... The new ones. No, no. All the... the just well, the I mean, new ones. Any of them. Just the new just, ones. Okay. And yeah. Wrath of Khan. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. oh, I saw... 
No, I didn't even see all the new ones. I saw the one with Sherlock Holmes in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Benedict then you, Cumberbatch. Then you were like, pass. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, God, that was that was a lot of work. Um, yeah, I saw the first two. Is there four now? I think there are three. Yeah, I saw them all. I don't, I can't keep track. Yeah, they all are there. They're literally the same movie to me. Yeah, there are a bunch. There is a lot of them. Uh, but I used to watch a little bit of Next Generation with my dad. But yeah, not much. I knew yeah. enough to wear a headband over my eyes mm-hmm. and be the guy from Reading Rainbow. <laughs> Jordy. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't. I don't. I would be a big old fake or fake. Yeah. I like Galaxy Quest. Sure, Galaxy Quest is very funny. Very maybe funny I'll movie. Get, maybe I'll become a super galaxy questian i would recommend to you to watch uh star trek the motion picture uh which was the first one with like william shatner and everybody it's so weird there is a it is like (laughs) it's it's in 1979 it came out and it's like uh, uh there is it's just so weird it's so slow it unfolds it just is like very like easy going pace and the plot of it is very like it's this not action really in it at all it's a very really? like sci-fi-y like blade runner-y kind of uh pace to it oh man and it's like there's this there's this alien thing headed towards earth and they like are trying to intercept it before it gets there it's like the whole movie and, and then they like, do then they do yeah but it's is like it slow moving they're like yes this is moving 20 miles an hour <laughs> how can we stop it's giving it? us plenty of time to get there but there is a six minute scene a six minute scene where Kirk and Scotty fly from a space station to the Enterprise and just fly around it and look at the ship while music swells. A six-minute scene. Is there dialogue? At the beginning. And, and then, then it, they... Is it because it was the beginning of some visual effects and the director was like, look at what we yes. can do? I think it's a number of things happening at once. I think part of it is is that, yeah, where it's the visual effects thing where it's like they're really like drinking in this like really cool model that they made. While a little shuttle like flies around it. The <laughs> other thing is, it had been ten years since any Star Trek thing was made because uh, okay. like, the original series was canceled uh, in '69, uh, and so they were kind of luxuriating in the universe again. And I think the third thing is there's a weird thread through all of Star Trek and a lot of other sci-fi, like Firefly is like this as well, where everyone loves the ship. Yeah, where like there's this, and I guess there's a little bit with the Millennium Falcon and Star Wars too, but not to this degree where everyone's just like, where Kirk's always just being like, I gotta get the Enterprise back. Like they gave her back to me, Scotty. Like I just want to be out there on the Enterprise in space. <laughs> it's just like, why do you like? Look, I don't have a car. <laughs> yeah, I don't drive. I can never imagine loving a vehicle like that. No, <laughs> like I don't love my apartment like that. It's like I don't stand outside my love apartment, my just husband being like, like that. <laughs> That's like. To where you'd fly around in like, a shuttle for six I don't minutes. even want to look at him for that long. <laughs> like, I just want to, like, do what I'm doing. <laughs> He's a, a vessel of a human that I use sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> for conversation <laughs> and other things. From point A to point B. <laughs> and he carries me around. Sometimes he travels <laughs> at warp speed. <laughs> it's real weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand. I mean... Firefly, I get a little bit more because Firefly, the name of it is the ship. Like the right. ship is a character in it. Right. The in the Millennium Falcon, again, it's more of a character to me than a ship because mm-hmm. it, it has its own personality. Sure. The Enterprise is that well, 
This is also coming from someone who's not a Trekkie. Sure, sure. The Enterprise doesn't seem to have a personality. It's mm-hmm. just a sh- literally a well, yeah. box that gets them from one place to another. Right. Could be shaped like anything, but there are specific ones like the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. It's its own thing. It's yeah. like, if it had, it could, but ha- it, it, it talks to 3PO mm-hmm. and R2-D2. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. we. No, I completely agree with you. We know it's real. I completely agree with you. Yeah. He's sad when Han died, too. I wonder if it knew. You know, I bet. I bet it did. I bet it knew. Oh, I just got real sad. I bet that's who R2-D2 was in there talking to. You know, <gasps> when Luke Luke comes on the ship, oh my R2-D2 God. and Millennium Falcon are just uh, reminiscing about old times with Han. One thing I'm excited for Solo is they're going to call it the Falcon. Hmm. Yeah. Because that's what... Or they fucking better. Yeah. Because that's what... Uh, Han called it. Yeah. 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 It's going to be great. <laughs> you know what? Solo's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be good. I think uh, Donald Glover will kill it. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. I think he is so talented. And I was, like, so ready to hate him at every step of the way. You know? Just yeah. he's, like, this young kid who, like, got a big break really early. You know? And he's he kind of, his success kind of engendered that whole, like, NYU Thing where it's just like you go to NYU, you study TV writing, you make a web series, you're famous tomorrow. Yep. You know. Well, he's also uh, a brilliant musician. Yeah, and like the, he's had hits. Yeah, like people. There are people who don't know that he's Childish Gambino. Right. Uh, that's incredible. And it's awesome to me that when he is at the, oh, what what is it for music? What do you win? The if Grammys. You're good at, yeah, like, yeah. What do you win if you're good at music? I'm bad at music. Yeah, clearly. Sure. sure. Um, which is why I was relating when you were talking about concerts and seeing drips there. I'm like, that's how I feel about going to a movie theater with movies that I like. Totally. So that's what I was equating it to in my mind. Cause I was like, I think I'm a drip. Um, <laughs> I'm like, what are we seeing? I don't even know. But it's different. Like if you, if you're like going with someone, right. you know, who's like the big fan, like that's different, yeah. you know, well, I saw Tom Petty four times. Okay. I go to concerts that I like a bunch of times. So I've seen the Decemberists yes. a bunch, yeah. G love and uh, Tom Petty. Totally. RIP. Totally. Yeah. Uh, but, um, oh, fuck, what was I talking about? Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Charlotte Gambino. Yeah, how talented Emmys, he is. Yeah. No. Grammys. Grammys. Yeah. Uh, he was only ever referred to as Charlotte Gambino. Mm-hmm. He is not Donald Glover when it comes to music. Yeah. He is Childish Gambino. Yeah. And he is Donald Glover, never referred to as Childish Gambino when it comes to acting. Yeah. It's so cool. It's it, He's just got, and Atlanta is like the best show, like, have you I, have you seen Atlanta? I haven't. Atlanta's amazing, and like I, it, it's like I'm just really impressed by every as like every technical aspect of it is on display at all times. Like they know they're making a really cool show. I have, I, um, and it's but it's not it's like just so it's just so much work. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know what you mean. I'm heartened a little bit because the episodes are only a half hour. Oh, that's easy. It's like, oh, I never watched Sherlock. It's like, oh, I got to sit for 90 minutes. Oh, but it's... This thing. I know. I've seen the first uh, you gotta. season. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, cold. <laughs> you gotta. Crystal, do you want to do an inspiring speech? Did we do this the last time you were here? No. I don't think you did. This is where you uh, begin speaking. Okay. And uh, I'll take care of the rest. I'll give you a nice orchestral score. Okay. Do I have to speak about something... Something that I'm already you would starting make... to stutter because I'm already getting. I have to spark about a thing. <laughs> Something that you would make, uh, you know, a speech about. Any opinion you have, like uh, like Alana Rubin did one about how it's okay to not like wine. Okay. Uh, for example, I think uh, when Kevin Bauer was here, he just did 
uh, JFK speech, which is an interesting take. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you just, you, you think for a moment, I wish you, and you tell me when you're ready and then you begin. Question. Yes. I'm only thinking of things I hate. Okay. Is That's that cool weird? No. Would it be, because I'm real mad about a lot of stuff right now. Yeah, no, do it. Follow that. Okay. Follow that. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Friends, I know you like to go out to restaurants. And I like, I know you like to go eat. But there are some things you need to know. I don't want to sit and talk to you for 30 minutes about the child that you have with you that has food all over the table, the floor in his face. He's disgusting. I don't like children, but I will pretend for you. If you think you're going to need an extra sauce, tell me then. Not after I come downstairs from the kitchen with the previous sauce you asked for. And when you do it eight more times, I'm going to hate you. And if you come in on your birthday and you ask me for a free drink, I'm not going to give it to you. Because you asked. I don't give a shit that it's your birthday. Your birthday means nothing to me. You mean nothing to me. You are a speck of dust in the universe that I live in. I have to be nice to you because I need your money. But I really just want you to go. And then at the end, when you see something on your check that you said you didn't order, but you definitely did, I'm going to tell you I need a manager to take it off. But I'm really just going to go to the back and sit down for 20 minutes and make you wait because I could have done it myself. So what I'm saying is, when you come to a restaurant, just order your food and shut the fuck up. We'll love you forever. That was perfect. <laughs> I'm so glad that uh, that we could fit that in. Uh, I feel like anyone that's listening to this program, though, probably goes to restaurants and knows what they're doing. Well, thank you I for just, complimenting like, my audience in that yeah, way. Yeah, I, I really do, though. I feel like there's nothing of the rage that I ever put out about restaurants is heard by the people that... It's like when people rant about their political beliefs on Facebook. Yeah. It's literally just going out to people yeah. to share the yeah, same beliefs. Yeah, circular so you're thing. just yeah. talking to your friends <laughs> right. about it. Yeah. And which is, I think, what just happened. But my yeah. God, if I could stop someone on the street Oof. and be like, you look like someone that would really make me mad. <laughs> look, I can help you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, Krista, we got the, like a little less than 10 minutes left. Uh, uh, so we're going to we got to start wrapping things up here. I'm going to give you. Some other, you know, major movie or TV series franchises. Okay. And you give me just a just a quick, just like flash opinion on each one. Okay. Another big one, Lord of the Rings. Oh, epic. Epic, yeah. The books, yeah. epic. Movies are good. The books are epic. Yeah. Oh, th- this is very interesting. You you prefer the books to the movies? The book had, I, I like how the movie shortened it. It was like mm-hmm. spark notes of the right. book, which was great. But the book made my imagination so big when I was younger. Oh, cool. So it helped grow my mind to yeah. be able to imagine these fantastical things. Yeah. It was I, written so well. There was also a lot of extra trim that fat. Yeah. I do feel like uh, when you're like 13 or 14, it's kind of the only time you can really read them uh, because it's the only time you have patience. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I couldn't read them stuff. now. No way I could. I tried to reread them now mm-hmm. and I skimmed it. Yeah. And then yeah. I was like, I'll just watch the movie. Yeah. But Game of Thrones. The books are great. Oh, Game of Thrones. Uh, bloody, rapey. Good. 
<laughs> I don't know how they're going to end it in one season, though, because yeah. they've got a lot of loose ends to tie up. Seems like a lot to do. And I hope he doesn't finish the books. Yeah. He should just We stop. don't need him anymore. Yeah. We I don't, don't need him anymore. I also don't care. The books, there's so much going on. Mm. I would like to know what he originally thought he wanted to do, but mm. I think he just wanted to make a bunch of money. Yeah, sure. And he did. Yep. And he's famous. Yeah, he did it. And I think that's... He accomplished his goal. Yeah, he's done. <laughs> you know? uh, James Bond. Oh, uh, music with guns. <laughs> uh, yep, that's it. I will say this. The music is maybe the best thing about it the James It is the Bond best movies. part about the movies. Because, the beginning, the opening credits. Oh, my God. With the, the, the gun barrel, yeah. you know? Uh, dee -dee -dee -dee. Oh, it's the best. Dee -dee -dee. It's fun. All of those, all those movie scores for the first like twenty five years of that series are so like they're so different from each other and yet all sound the same. Yeah, they're uh, good. It's really, really incredible. John Barry is the composer for John Barry. John Barry, good man. I, uh, I do not. I, there's it. It's too. It's too much sex. Sure. Yeah. I'm like I don't. I know that was like the thing before, but I think times have changed. And Daniel Craig's a little better. Like it's mm -hmm. more aggressive, like right. angry sex, I guess, which is kind of nicer. <laughs> He's not yeah. being a creepy, seductive dude. Yeah. I will say that there's something about the, the sex in the 60s movies that feels very wholesome to me. Yeah. Uh, but like after that. Those because, women want to be loved by him. Right. Yeah. But when, once you get <laughs> like into the like the, the 70s, as I don't think have a. I mean, not that the 60s have very, like, evolved sexual attitudes either, but especially yeah. the 70s where it got kind of, like, like sly, I'm trying to, like, yeah. sleazy. Uh, like, the whole decade just has this very sleazy aesthetic it to really it. It really does. Uh, like, on the screen, especially. Yeah, well, it was everything going on with that, just that time in general. Mm -hmm. uh, everything. Yeah. is weird. Yeah. Uh, 70s and 90s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we'll, we'll do a whole 90s episode. <laughs> What's wrong with that decade? It's Bill Clinton. That's what's wrong. <laughs> that is what's wrong. <laughs> or what's right to make the 90s the 90s because sure. you kind of needed that. Yeah. Here's a 90s one for you. Twin Peaks. Um, I only saw the first episode. That's all you got to see. I'm telling you right now. That's okay. all you got to see. I'm debating on doing a on my Twitch channel a streaming of me watching things because I've never seen things like Critters or The Godfather. Uh -huh. and, oh, yeah. Like, watch me watch this just because some people right. like that weird stuff. They do, yeah. Um, But I... I gotta, I gotta watch. I remember watching Twin Peaks and being like, "What the oh, yeah. fuck is happening?" It only gets worse. The first season, <laughs> the first season is like they still try to make it kind of like police procedural e, but by the second season, it's just like, uh, "What if this crazy thing happened?" And it's like, well, "I don't care." <laughs> it's like, give it's like lost. Yeah, give me a break. I actually, I, I did, I really like the 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 new season they made for what it was, but like, I cannot in good conscience recommend it to anybody. <laughs> good it's just not where we're at you know was it good when it came out like was it oh you mean the new the the original oh yeah i think it was like a like it was a good uh, it was like time. a phenomenon when it came out uh because it was like it, like audrey horn was on the cover of entertainment weekly and like yeah. all this stuff uh, okay. i also think it was like a big deal that uh like david lynch was enough of a household name that it was a big deal that he was going to do a tv show like he was big enough as a director and tv was still like fairly low culture right uh, uh, form not like now where like every new show is an artistic masterpiece. Oh, you know, technology is uh, surpassing us. Yeah, it's uh, it's really insane. <laughs> uh, we got to wrap the show up, Crystal. I could talk to you all morning. Yeah, uh, that'd be fun. But here we are uh, at the end of the show. 
Um, what, what, what can people, where can people find you? Unlimited Lives? Did you check that out? Yes. Right? So Unlimited Lives is actually part of the Last Podcast Network now. Mm, oh, oh, okay. And it is lastpodcastnetwork.com. Or you can just go on iTunes, Unlimited Lives Radio, or Fifth Element uh, at iTunes, too. Mm-hmm. Just podcasts are on iTunes. Go listen. Great. Moviesbyminutes.com. You can listen to literally any movie you want, mm-hmm. pretty much talk spoken to about minute by minute. And yeah. I can be found on the Twitter and Instagram at the Crystal Beth. Yeah, and you can uh, uh, find me on Twitter at Colby J. Smith and obviously listen to this show every week. This is the favorite restaurant that you can go to every week, <laughs> is this show. But uh, until that point, stick around for Points of Order. They are back, and uh, we'll be in the studio momentarily. In the meantime, you know who I like? Florence and the Machine. I really like Florence and the Machine. It's a good one. So we're going to go out to a Florence and the Machine song. Because why not? Here they are with... The big hit Lover to Lover from their second album, Ceremonials, which came out too long ago for me to be playing it on the air. <laughs> but here we all are. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you again, Crystal, for being here. Of course. Stick around for Points of Order, and we will see you next week. I've been losing sleep. I've been keeping myself away. 